This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we're on a mission to raise up uncommon church builders and be the kind of leaders our pastors would kill to have on the team. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit subscribe, share this with your team, and let's join Pastor Brandon Stewart for another vital conversation for all of us who lead from the middle. second welcome to the podcast my name is clark i'm one of the team members here in this tribe of uncommon church builders we call leading second so if you lead from the middle lead in the second chair this is the place for you Uh, today we're excited to welcome pastor jabin chavez to the podcast He's going to be closing out the last episode before we take our summer break. Uh, So if you've recently started listening, you can go back, binge through our stockpile of episodes. You're going to get a lot out of it. There's a lot of content there. For the interview today, Pastor Brandon Stewart takes some time and has a conversation that's crucial with Pastor Jabin about what we need to get back to as leaders. So let's jump into the conversation. Well, hey, my friends, so good to be talking with you today. Uh, A big welcome to you uh, to the Leading Second Podcast. How are you today? Thank you. Good. Doing good and uh, fresh off vacation. So doing especially well and uh, had a great had a great day today. I'm pumped about this. Pumped to be doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Appreciate it. So fresh off vacation means like we get the good stuff now, like you're yeah, like f- fired up and ready to go. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think so. I'm feeling good, feeling fresh. So I'm pumped. Hey, I want to, uh, first of all, just honor you and say, you know, at, at my home church champion center, team church conference, um, of course, leading seconds, a part of the greater team church tribe. We love you so much. You have made uh, such a deposit over the years into into our church, into our conference. I love who you are on the platform, but I love who you are way more off the platform. My pastor loves you uh, and we love your voice. And we're going to get into uh, some of the things I know that are in you right now that I think are just so for now in this season. But just just from my heart, on behalf of our tribe, thank you for making an investment today into leaders. I, I value and honor you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And um, honestly, it's hard to ever talk about leadership, um, church, culture, any any of those kind of topics without just absolutely ripping off everything from Pastor Kevin Gerald. (laughs) So uh, a huge shout out to him and an apology for anything I say today that is accidentally his. I was really racking my brain. We just started a a series called Change My Mind on Renewing the Mind from Romans 12. And uh, as as you know, at Champion Center, they just started Mind Monsters again. Right. And so I was telling him, I said, I just want you to know up front. You know, we were talking at dinner when I was there. I said, I just want you to know up front, I'm sorry if you catch any (laughs) clips of me or if you watch any sermons, if I just, by osmosis, just ripped all this off and i think it's revelation from the holy <laughs> spirit but it's really all your stuff my bad so i was i That's was so funny that. and um and we did though sunday had a few kevin gerald quotes in there we gave him gave him credit and quoted him but uh you know we've been so impacted by 
yeah and bypass through kevin and sheila and so um absolutely i i i agree i mean brag i'm a pastor my life's been changed by sitting under his leadership all my life and i joke with him because i make great pains to be home for the tuesday staff meetings where he's teaching most of the time because i need a good road message you know and so right. so you go there no one's ever going to hardly hear these messages so it's fantastic uh content you know i could just take it and sound brilliant and uh it's really not mine so there you totally. go totally. Le- leading seconds an entire ripoff but uh there you go <laughs> Hey, okay. So talk to us for a minute. I guess for anyone who may not know, you introduce yourself and uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about your ministry journey all the way up to what you know led to you planting a church a couple years ago. So uh, yeah, my name is Javen Chavis. I pastor City Light Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, now just past three years old and really excited about what God has done in the last three years. It's been a real, um, a, a massive blessing and God has really blessed the work. Uh, we could talk about some of that if you want to, but it's been, it's been a great journey. Um, and, uh, so that that's happening city light Vegas. Um, also have it traveled extensively, uh, over the last 10 years, um, working with churches, preaching, leading worship, uh, doing coaching, things like that. So that's also led to uh, something new that I have, which is the Javen Chavis Leadership Podcast, which you can get anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, before that, I've uh, been a worship pastor, youth pastor, uh, a lot of different roles um, uh, like that. But our the role right before we planted was I was um, a creative pastor for Pastor Jensen Franklin Free Chapel, as well as traveled. And so it was a, um, it was a, it was a part-time position, but full-on commitment to build a creative and worship culture for his Orange County campus. Mm. I was still traveling extensively though. And so was, was doing both um, all while under the agreement that Um, there was a church in my heart to plant. And so, um, we served there for three years. Um, and after year one, uh, we began to really start talking about the church planning process and that that was something Mm. in us. And then the last year began to really create systems around me leaving. And then, uh, we left Orange County, left Newport, uh, which we miss, (laughs) Right, right. Uh, which you have to miss because it's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but moved to Vegas. That was July 2017. We planted February 2018, and uh, and now we're here and loving loving this journey. And um, yeah, it's been great. So it's been fun. Yeah, I love it, and I love what God's done in your church. It's been amazing, and um, I, I love the strength and the health. And I uh, can't wait to see it someday myself. I, here's a question for you. What is the most special part of your church's culture to you now that you're a couple years old? Yeah, uh, this is probably a, a really deep answer, but I think that the first two years of the church, I'm not sure how much of a culture we had. I, I, mm. I look back now and we've talked about this a lot. We've really wrestled with this in 2020, made us wrestle with this. And I thank God for, for this lesson that I learned in 2020 is that for the first two years, I really felt, I didn't know it, but 
as I look back, we were really leading and ministry was happening by momentum. We were kind of the new mm. kid in town, great worship, mm. great preaching, excellent ministry, because we had learned all this on the road, right? And we'd learned right, from right. the best churches in the world. Right. And we came to Vegas and we brought something very excellent. Um, but I don't know how strong our culture really was then 2020 mm. exposed everything. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I realized, man, we don't, we don't have that strong of a culture yet. We don't, and, and we were new. So I don't like, you know, I'm not living in like condemnation or shame or anything like that, but just like, yeah. oh man, we were really, we were pumping yeah. and numbers and everything else but we didn't have a real strong leadership buy-in. I think through when 2020 happened, it really made me realize that we have to, um, we have to build a very, very strong core. Mm. And so what I'm really excited about now is that really for about a year from June of 2020, right now we're filming this and, um, coming up on May, 2021, uh, we have worked so hard at building a leadership culture with a small group of leaders, about 20 wow. leaders, hmm. uh, some on staff, some not on staff. That has really shaped our church, has really affected our church. And the the buy-in, the generosity, the salvations, the membership, the, um, the, the growth that we've experienced through COVID and now into these beginnings of kind of opening up. I've been really significant. And um, I think that for the first two years, I really, um, I was preaching and I was leading and I was uh, leading worship. I wasn't, um, and I was, you know, spiritually sharp, but I hadn't embraced my role as an organizational leader. Mm. And I've done that now over the last year. And I'm really excited about that. Um, that has led to mm. a lot of areas of growth in our church and a lot of buy-in in our church and a lot of discipleship in our church. Um, and so um, I, I really think our Sundays are special. I think, I think the atmosphere that we've built is really special, but it's the, it's the life change that we're seeing now um, and the, the amount of buy-in that we're seeing from people that I'm really excited about. I, I know I didn't really, wasn't a really good answer, but it just, uh, I, I had to, um, I had to shift from leading from momentum and I had to start leading from principle. And when we have waves of momentum and we're in one right now, it's really cool, but we're not leading from that momentum. We're leading yeah. something else. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. And that was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, no, and I'm actually fascinated by this now that you're now that you're saying this because um I've I've worked mostly I feel now that I think about it with churches who were well established going into uh COVID. So I'm 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 familiar with how that story goes, but I've not worked with as many that were so new. So that's really interesting how how that was the great revealer you know, in, in that season. And I also love too the fact that you're bringing up this idea that you had to switch to an organizational leader, because I think you'd agree with me. And, and this would even be rele relevant for someone who's sitting in the second chair today, who maybe has a church 
in their heart is it's really easy to think about planting a church when it comes to preaching, when it comes to what Sunday is going to feel like the service flow, you know, the logo, <laughs> you know, what, 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 whatever things we think of. Uh, but there's a very real side of organizational leadership that, that has to kick in immediately if you're going to build something that'll last. And I guess I, uh, you can say anything more you want on that, but I, I, I love that you're bringing that up because I feel like that gets very underestimated by leaders out there who feel like, man, I got a church in my heart. That's probably something they need to be aware of. Right. Yeah, totally. And I, I think for us, it was that we had, we had a great crowd. Sure. And, you know, we, um, we entered into our second year, we entered into COVID with just over 1200 people in the seats every Sunday. Um, I don't know what that, I don't know how many people were actively involved in the church. There's sure. probably a number for that, sure. but every, every Sunday in the seats, 1200, uh, we had our two year anniversary just a few weeks before, uh, literally two weeks before the lockdown <laughs> and had 1800 at our two year anniversary. And so we're, just, you know, just momentum, just, rah, you know, we are now running 800 on a Sunday, mm. but our giving is 30% higher. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And to me, and it's not all about money and it's, but I, no. but I think money can be an indicator at times. And I right. think for me, it's the buy-in. Now, of course we have people online and, you know, but what it shows me specifically is that the, the buy-in is so different. Um, my leadership had to change. The team buy-in had to change and the call to our church to rise had to change through just the craziness of, of what COVID was. And so now we're healthier than ever. Impact is bigger than ever. So good. New new members joining the church more than ever. And yet we, you know, we obviously haven't got back to the, to the pre COVID numbers. No one has, and that's okay. I don't, I'm not even thinking about that anymore. Right. But it was the, um, I, I think it was just a great moment for me to pause and go, okay, we we've got momentum. We know how to create momentum. Um, but how do we, how do we lead by principle? How do we build, how do we make disciples and how do we call our church um, to the vision and mission of our church more clearly? And those were the things we wrestled with. Those are the things we we're really striving for. You know, right now we haven't, you know, mastered any of this, right. But it's helping people join in and, and buy in faster and it's clearer. And I don't want to use the word polarizing. I'm not trying to be polarizing, but I think we're a little more, you're, you quickly kind of, you know, after a couple of weeks, you're like, I am so in with this or yeah. Yeah. As now nah, this probably isn't for us. Maybe the words clarity where, where I, yeah. Clarity is a what much better word than polarizing. We're a <laughs> lot clear because, um, where we would have people kind of hang out for six months to a year before yes. they went, Oh, yes. this isn't for us. Now it's probably yeah. six weeks. Wow. Wow. You know, one thing I've gotten really comfortable with in this season is, is people leaving. And I know that sounds super harsh to say, because 
man, give it two years ago, I would have wanted everyone to stay. But I think clarity um, means, like you're saying, some stay, some go. And I've actually become more comfortable with the leaving, you know, in my church and churches we get to work with. Um, because I feel like there's probably a home for people somewhere else. That's going to be a better fit. And don't we, don't we just need to be there? I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I truly believe that there has to be a connection to the, the gift and the call and the anointing on, on a man and woman. Right. And, and so when I say that, what I would, I automatically would say is that not every believer in Las Vegas, Nevada is called to me and right. and would, would be able to connect with me and relate with me. And I don't think um, I want to be so socially aware and I want to be so sensitive to the Holy spirit. And I, and I want to be um, I want to be the best, absolute best version of Jabin that I can be, but I also yes. want to, be unapologetically myself because yep. I know there's a tribe, you know, we're talking about, we use that word tribe. Yep. There is a tribe. There is a, yep. there is a people in this city that I believe I'm called to and, and they're called to me. Yep. And I don't think it's everybody, but I think it's a lot of people. And I think that the more that pastors will, will make the jump from trying to be so vanilla and will really make that decision to be who they're called to be. Hmm. I think that's where the growth is at. I think that's where the prosperity is. At. I think that's where the right. breakthrough is at. I think that's where the 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 authority in the city is at. And I think that's scary. I think that's a scary uh, jump. I think that's a scary move. And I and I don't think it should ever be done with like insensitivity, pride. I don't care what people think. It's not. It's definitely not that spirit at all. But it is it is getting comfortable knowing that man people are going to come to our church and it's not going to be for them, and that is so okay. It's okay. And then people are going to come to our church and go, oh my gosh, it's home. This is home. Yep. And and so the I think the truer we can be to that, yep. the, the better we can serve our communities, the faster we can get those people into other churches, and. Um, this is much easier said than done, but it's so important. And, you know, I'll, I'll even say this just a little, it's a little over spiritual, but I, but I want to, I just want to say this, that say it. when we were moving to Vegas, the, the word that we got was from Acts chapter 16, where the, the Bible said it's that Macedonian call, right? Where, where Paul mm. has this dream and the man is praying to him to come. He's praying to him to come to, our, to that city. And I think there is a, for every pastor watching this, there is a, a group of people in your city that are praying mm. for your ministry, praying for your mm. gift, praying for your unique voice mm. in the city. And so, um, you know, I believe there is, there is a tribe, there is a people in our city so and good. in the nation that have a feel something connection to us. And so I, I think I have a responsibility to God to walk in that. Yep. And, and not everybody's called to that, to call to me because of that. And that is really freeing once you can embrace it. Totally. Totally. 
I, I love this. And by the way, this is the longest intro of all time. We haven't even got to what we're going to talk about today. I, lo- I absolutely love it. I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get faster. No, no, not, not to you at all. Saying to, to everyone listening, hang on. Cause I have, we have a really good conversation we're going to have, but I want to ask you one more question though, because, because this season matters and you know what? This season isn't done. I know Florida is open. Like I get it, but there's a lot of people listening that are still dealing with, with restrictions, still dealing with crowds. I mean, the Northwest ain't pretty right now, you know? So, so still a lot of the ramifications going on. Talk to us as a lead pastor to everyone in the second chair. What could people who want to hold their pastor's arms up in this season, be an encouragement to their pastor in this season? What could they do that would be meaningful and valuable to help keep their own pastor courage because pastors are carrying a lot right now. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think what, what is important to know is that one, yes, pastors are carrying a lot, but they're carrying something new. It's just new. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it, the pressures are new because there is such an expectation to make decisions. There's such an expectation to take stands. There's such an expectation to make a point. There's such an expectation to uh, say something about whatever. Right. Right. The thing is, Hey, you got to say something. What do you think? Make a statement. Yeah, yeah. Make a statement. This is all new for pastors and the pressure that I think pastors are feeling too is like, man, they, People have this expectation, not only that you say something, but that you say what they want you to say. And if you don't say what we want you to say, there's another pastor and we'll find them on Instagram that will say what we want them to say, and then we'll make him our pastor. And so this (laughs) pressure that senior leaders are under right now, I would just tell staff members, this is such a time to rally around them. This is such a time to lean into them as relationally as you can right um to be uh to be around to be approachable to be present to let them know you're praying for them to let them know that that you're i'm here i'm just i'm here i'm available i think these are the kind of things that have been so comforting for me because i'm i'm i am not an insecure person i'm just not and i'm not an insecure leader but this year, any last drops of it in me, this, I have found them. I have found because you do feel the insecurity of Mm. the mo. Am I saying it right? Am I saying enough? Am I not saying enough? Did I say too much? Did I, and, and everyone was so volatile. It's like, I just want to survive this moment. Right. And the pressure of that. And so anything that the team member can do, to just let pastor know, I love you. I'm here. Yep. I'm not, a, I'm not easily offended. Uh, I may need clarity at times. And if you need clarity from your pastor, I think you should ask, but, but not from a demanding spirit of, I need an answer and I, and I need my answer. And if I don't get my answer, right. but it's definitely a time for clarity. Pastor, what do you, what do you think? I want to know. I want to, I want to make sure I'm in line. I want to make sure I'm understanding. Can you show me in scripture? How, how is all this work and how can we, how can I move forward with you? I think it's such a great time for those kind of conversations. And if you're, if you, if you are second chair, 
team member and you're going, man, I just don't feel like my pastor is even thinking about this. He is, he is. Yep. And he's, and he's probably not wanting to say anything because he doesn't want to say the wrong thing. So if you can ever just be approachable and, and be that person that leans in relationally, your, your pastor needs someone to talk to as well. Yep. And so, um, I think it's time for really great organic love. I'm here for you. I'm supporting you. How can I help? Um, and in, in any way that you can communicate, I think that to your pastor, such a great thing to do for, for him and for them as a couple right now. And, um, it just, you know, it will only strengthen the community in the house for, for where you're going in the future. Yep. So well said. And I'm, I'm so fascinated. So glad to hear your perspective, especially as a, as a, as a new young, fresh church. So I'm, I'm praying you praying you guys have a, a great strong season ahead. Hey, I want to, I want to tackle a, a very specific conversation with you today. Uh, and let me kind of set this up for us uh, for just a minute. The, the the question I think I'd like to chase down with you for a couple minutes on the podcast today is this. In our desire to move church forward, to uh, progress, what are the things that we need to get back to? So we're living in a very progressive culture today. And all politics aside, it's just the nature of of culture right now, right? To move forward, to reinvent, to discover new meaning behind whatever we've believed, you know, it's just the, the steady march of culture, new methods of doing things. I mean, it's new, new, new reinvent, reinvent. Um, but yet we lead, um, with a mission, a, a commission that is 2000 years old, you know, the word of God is eternal and it's, it's older than 2000 years old. And, and so progress is good. Innovation is good, but we also have to remain true to who we are as God's people. And I don't know if you'd agree with this and I'll let you go on this for a minute. I feel like there's some of that that's slipping right now. And so you are one of the voices I so love and respect because when I hear you talk and teach on leadership, of church culture, it reminds me of some of the healthy places we've come from and some of the values I feel like are slipping right now. So I, I'm, this is me as a 40 year old, like having an old man conversation here today or something like I like, you know, back in our day, you know, <laughs> church, church was like this, but, but I, I want to have that conversation. And I guess to set you up uh, to me, there's certain values that belong in church culture that seem to be slipping away. What are some of the staples, I guess, in church life that you'd hate to see slip away? Maybe some of the values we need to fight to get back to in church culture. Yeah. Um, I, I know I can speak directly to what we fight for as a team and what we desire to see. And, um, you know, there's, there's plenty I could say, um, but we could start with honor because when we talk yeah, about yeah. honor, I think what we're doing in honor that is right. And, and, and we've all seen the abuses of this. So you, you just have to let that go. 
You're just right. going to have to forgive right. what you need to forgive. Right. Well, I was part of a church and I had a pastor and it was all about him and it's all about him. So, okay, let all that go. I mean, right. we all got to heal and we all got to move forward. I think the the kind of 1980s man of God, I, I right. mean, that's gone. That's just gone. And any residuals you have of that or that kind of old, that, you know, old paradigm, that's that's gone. Obviously, teamwork, team church, hello, like this is, you know, it's a new day. But in that, we can't lose this the spirit of honor and the attitude of honor. And here's where I think it goes back to, especially for, for second chair and, and a reminder to first chair leaders that we believe in the calling of God. Yes. That God called Moses. God called Elijah. God called Peter. Yes. God called Matthew. God called the apostle Paul on and on and on. And I have to be okay with the fact that I've been called of God. I don't have to live in some weird leadership complex about that or, or, or ego about that, but I'm, but I have a calling and my mm -hmm. honor now uh, as a second chair, my honor to my pastor is, man, I believe there's a calling on his life. Yes. God has yes. called him that God has placed him in this role. And I'm called at least in this season. And I'm not looking for anywhere to go because I see the calling on my leader and I see the calling that God has put on me to that leader. And because we recognize that, because we actually believe Ephesians chapter four, we actually believe the Bible that God gives gifts to the church, right. some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers, we actually believe this stuff that therefore um, we, we honor that we celebrate that we we serve under that mantle and under that leadership gift and that spiritual gift in the church and and there's a sense of honor there that i believe is very powerful i never want to lose that i i yes. want i want there to be a team atmosphere i want there to be a fun atmosphere i want there to be a organic life-giving relational and we're going to have people over at our house tonight and have dinner i'm you know what i mean i'm all about it but i never want to lose that um I never want to lose that sense of, of honor, even, you know, even being in Seattle a couple of weeks ago, preaching for pastor Kevin, I, I, I defer to him. I'm asking yes. him questions. I want yes. to learn. It's a spirit. It's a, it's absolutely a, a heart posture that I, I never want us to lose. Um, I never want us to lose that. We shouldn't be afraid of it. Honor is a God thing. Honor is a Bible thing. We honor the Lord yeah. and we honor those gifts that God has placed in our life. And uh, I can move on to, to the next one. I'll let you, if you want to add anything or ask me anything else about the honor thing. But I just think um, it it isn't something that as a, as a first chair leader, you don't have to shy away from it. Um, you don't have to apologize for it and you don't have to make any demands. Just, just, confidently by the grace of God, walk in your calling. And you just look at the, the things the apostle Paul told Timothy he said, number one, he said, Timothy, this faith that you have comes from your grandmother and your mother. And then he, the apostle Paul tells him, and the gift that you have came upon you 
by the laying on of the hands of the elders. Yep. So what I've always said, and and I believe this with all my heart, is that you have a calling and, and God has a plan for your life, but the gift of God is activated through that spiritual leadership and through through prayer and through moments and through and through you know just the supernatural working of God in that way. And so um when I read a scripture like that, I would be I would be hurting my people if if I didn't teach them these things. Right. Because I know I've been in moments and I've been in the atmosphere of great men of God and I've and I've served great men and I've received impartation. And and I know this is a real part of why I am where I am. I stand on the shoulders of many. And so I would never want to rob the next generation of that out of a fear of, you know, um, yes. whatever. Yeah. Well, I think, I think this conversation gets really backwards for people. Like you mentioned, you know, people that need to heal from X, Y, and Z in the past, it gets backwards because that becomes our starting point. The starting point for the conversation is, but I was hurt, but someone was hurt, but you know, some pastor somewhere abused it or spent money on the church credit card or, you know, what, what, whatever. I would just really challenge someone today to push past that from that being your starting point, because that is not everyone's reality. That's not been my reality. And actually I think that's a vocal minority of people that have had that experience, not a silent majority of people. I think your church, certainly my church for 40 something years, depending on how you do the math on our history, 40 something years of doing this, there are people still a part of our church that have experienced the blessing of what you're talking about today. So I think, I think I would just challenge the leader. Don't, you don't have to start from that woke place, that woke starting point with the conversation. It, 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 that, that starting point is designed to get you to, to veer off track from a Bible message at its core. Well, and, and the starting point is the Bible. I think that's where the starting yes. point is. So yes. everything that yes. I just mentioned is, is, is found in scripture and has been yes. my experience from the scripture. And so I could, I could talk about church hurt right now and I could talk about, I could <laughs> give you horror stories, uh, but I go back to the word. I go back to the truth of God's word. Yes. I go back to yes. the principles of scripture that really changed my life. And, and one of those is honor. And I, and I never want to lose that. Now, if honor, uh, Jesus grew in favor with God and man. So if honor has to be a reality in this, on kind of that side, the leadership side, you know, with with your pastor and that, if if honor is one side of the coin, prayer has to be the other side of the coin. Mm. And to grow in favor mm. with God and man, we just talked mm. about the man side, we talked about the honor side. The, the prayer side of, of this is so yes. key. I never want to lose this. Um, I am a, 
I mean, if you came to our church, I think people think of me and, or, you know, some have, especially because I traveled for so many years, you know, they think of me as the crazy Pentecostal uh, wild man. And they would come to our church and think we're just rolling around on the floor speaking in tongues and that none of that's right. happening. We're, we're, right. You know, we do an hour service on Sunday and, and, you know, and we, we reach people, but, um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm in my office right now. This is where I write my messages. This is where I pray. It's in my home. And I'm so blessed to have this space. I never as well want to lose the power of a prayer life. Yes. The power of, you know, no matter your, your theological disposition, praying in the spirit and whatever that might mean to you. But Paul asks us to, you know, in, in Ephesians six, praying in the spirit on all occasions. Now, whatever you call that, you call that. But I know for me, yes. Um, having a, a daily time of prayer, I never want to lose that. I don't want our, I don't want our people to lose that. I don't want this podcast listening audience to lose yes. the power of encountering God, um, what the Apostle Paul calls communion with the Holy Spirit, uh, knowing the voice of God, knowing the presence of God. Church is so demanding to do church on a big scale and to do it in such an excellent way. It, it, it does take a lot and it takes a lot from you and it takes um, and it's a big demand. And yes. to me, it is it is that daily walk with Jesus, that daily prayer, daily in the word, those things. Uh, my parents called it a quiet time. That's what I was raised hearing it called. It might, you might call it devotions, yep. whatever. It's to me, that is the oil of the engine. That is, that's yes. what keeps you from getting burnt out. That's what keeps you from getting overwhelmed. That's what keeps you from making it all about something that, that it isn't about. And it keeps you making it all about Jesus. And so, um, you know, we don't hear a lot of, you know, leadership talks on prayer anymore, but man, it's so vital. Um, and calling people back and calling leaders back to that. Um, I, I remember hearing years ago, a, a, a man told me, he said, Jabin, it will be impossible for you to stay offended with someone that you pray for consistently. Yes. It will be impossible yes. for you to stay offended with someone you pray for consistently. And I, I just think not only is that so true, uh, is that statement so true, but it will be impossible for you mm. to get burnt out. If you're yes. praying, it'll get, it'll be impossible for you to hate the church. If you pray for her consistently, it'll be impossible for you to get tired of ministry it's the prayer. It's that's the oil. That's the flow. That's the the river that is keeping this whole thing fresh and vibrant and exciting. And um, you know, and I don't I don't want to hash on this forever, but I just want to call people, you know, who are listening. Yes, that honor and prayer. Mm. That is my testimony. I'll just say that. so that's good. My so good. That's my testimony. Those two things have taken me places that I never thought I would go. Those, those are the two things that have, have sustained me through every season. And, um, and I never want us to lose that in all the great new things that, that are happening. Um, those, yeah. those ancient paths are, are what keep this so sacred and it keeps it from just becoming a career and it keeps it a calling. 
So I'll say something kind of bold where I don't know, 30, 35 minutes into this now. So only the most serious listeners are listening at this point. You know, pe- people, people gradually fall off, you know, as, as you, as you go here, their drive is done or something, or their gym workout is done. Jabin, I'm in full on deconstruction right now. Not with my faith, not with my faith. I'm, I'm as, I'm as convicted of, as ever about Christ and the word and the, 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 the power of our Orthodox Christian faith, nothing to do with that. I'm in full on deconstruction into methodology right now and systems. Um, I, I think you're on to something here. I think this season is about to prove people that are willing to truly build from their knees in prayer. People that are truly willing to get back to that are going to see a freshness and an anointing and, and something on their ministry that a system could never build. And, and, and believe me, I am a part of a church that is well-led organizationally and, and, and would, and talks about it vocally. And I'm all for it. I'm just kind of tongue in cheek, you know, making the point that, that I'm, I'm unwinding things enough for myself right now to realize our systems don't know better than prayer and our methodology doesn't know better than the Holy spirit. And I think, I think your call is beautiful today because I think it can call us back to a posture that we really always needed. But I think we got so good at doing church for a while that we didn't feel we needed it. And I'll just even say, I felt like sometimes I didn't need it. And I, and I've, I've had a healthy year this year. Um, I think because it, it that part's thrived for me. Totally. And I, and I, and your teams need it. And if I could just speak to that, whether you're the pastor, executive pastor, worship pastor, youth pastor, whoever you are listening to this or none of those things, your teams need it so desperately. And if, if you will take that seriously, it will be so easy to lead your team into that. Um, yes. I think sometimes pastors look around at their church and they go, man, you know, people aren't really worshiping. People aren't really fired up about the word. People aren't really spiritually engaged. But if they were honest, they're probably going, I don't know how fired up I am. I don't know how, you know, mm-hmm. and it's and it's really hard if they just like try to turn that ship what I've, what I've learned, and I've known this for years, but I mean, it's, it's just a, again, kind of a life thing for me is that out of my walk with Jesus and out of the overflow, I can bring my team into that and lead my team into that. And your team wants to be led yes, yes, into a yes. spiritual place, whether again, I don't it doesn't matter your denomination or, or whatever, however that looks for you, that's between you yes. guys. But I'll tell you for me, what that meant for me on Tuesday, we came into staff. No one's, no one's walking into our staff meeting, you know, floating, worshiping, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It's on me. Yeah. So we all, we're in this big circle, you know, we're in this, how we set up our meeting and, uh, and we played some music from a, from an MP3 player, or whatever, just some worship music. And we, and we took about 10 minutes. And we just prayed and no one kind of led. We just, and it it's on me to bring our team into that moment. 
And then I begin to lead it in prayer. We're going to begin to pray for, pray for different needs and things going on in the church. And you can just, from, from where we started to where we ended, I didn't, you know, nothing's forced anything, but we just, man, you, you feel that atmosphere grow. Then we receive communion together. And then I did a leadership talk that was just very practical, just here's what you need to do, blah, 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 you know, very cultural. But we had yes. a moment and I, I would just encourage pastors yes. to, to embrace that. Yes. Disciple your team, disciple your staff, disciple your volunteers, um, start small and let that ripple begin to move through. And the, the unity, the atmosphere is so powerful. Um, when, when you do it that way. And again, I'm yes. not an over-spiritual person. We're not an over-spiritual, you know, whatever, but you just take those times and, and you dictate to the team, the, the spiritual temperature. You totally. decide. Totally. Beautiful. You know what I mean? And, um, and you become that thermostat and then you create Beautiful. thermostats in the team. And now the, the atmosphere on Sundays becomes, you know, just a, just the overflow of, of something powerful yeah. that's happening, you know? So, so beautiful. So well said. And, um, I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, um, we've talked about a lot today and I, I value your voice and I want to thank you for making an investment into our world today. I have one more question before I let you go, but, um, just really admire, admire who you are, Jay, but you know, you talked about honor a few minutes ago and I'll tell you exactly why I wanted to talk with you today was because I, I do, I do respect the gift on your life. I respect, um, the platforms you've been able to minister on. And I think all that's great, but I'll tell you what I love the most about you is I've seen you behind the scenes, even at my own church, not just with my pastor, it's easy to honor my pastor. You, you have honored members of our staff and team and people who serve in the green room um, you treat them, you treat them like they're a diamond because they are. And I just, I just want you to know, I, I appreciate who you are at your core and everyone who's, who's listened to this far. I, um, you, you said the right words, but I, I just feel like you've, you've lived the life to back it up. And from someone, from someone that saw it, I just wanted to honor it today. And I think any person aspiring to do some great things for God, uh, in your life, just don't, don't ever let honor leave your side, honor every single person that comes across your path, whether they're visibly important or not. You just don't know how God will use that, you know, in your life and in your ministry. Well, and, and maybe I just, if I could just add to that for, I don't want to brag on myself, but I want to tell people that it is not just, you know, honoring leadership. It is, it is honor up, honor down, all honor yeah. all around. It really is. Um, a life that I lead. And I recently got to preach at a, at a really large church, um, that if I named it, everyone would know about it and a huge staff and huge church, whatever. And it was, it was a blessing. I loved it. Well, the next week after I was gone, they were doing some kind of, um, whatever, talking through the weekend and, you know, how was it? And what did you guys think? And, you know, they're kind of going through the whole thing. And, um, unbeknownst to me, the, the four women, I guess, 
were also in the green room kind of there was they were in that meeting and they happened to be in the green room kind of serving food and they were doing some other things and their mention was how nice I was and how I said thank you every time yes. it was offered or a drink was offered or yeah thank you and that was their their biggest takeaway was not my sermon <laughs> or my anointing or you know they just couldn't believe how nice he was he's the nicest guest speaker we've ever had well i didn't do that i didn't yes i didn't who would have ever thought that would ever come up in a conversation i i just want to be that guy yes. i yes. am that yes. guy i want to live yes. that way i want to represent jesus i want to and so this stuff is this stuff is such a big deal. And I I it is. And and when you really embrace it, ministry becomes so much more enjoyable. When you really embrace what we've talked about in this podcast, because it's no longer on you and about you and and all, all of it's on you. It's it's about serving. Absolutely. And so the, the joy is so different. And yes. it's really free. I have one last question. I'm going to let you have the final word over, over the episode today. Um, we've talked about a lot and we're in just a really important season right now. So uh, let's land the plane with this one. What is your greatest prayer for the local church moving forward into what's next and what we're going into? My, my prayer is, and my burden is, and I was, I was even talking to pastor Kevin about this is that we have to find a way. Um, and, and my prayer is that we would all find our way. And I don't know how, I think every church is going to be different. Every country is going to be different. Every context can be different, but figuring out a way to make disciples and my prayer for pastors is the prayer of Ephesians six, Paul said, pray for boldness, pray that I would mm. be bold. Think about Paul praying this. Mm. This is his prayer request. Pray that I would be bold in sharing the gospel. This is my prayer right now for pastors. It's my prayer for churches. And the burden that I feel for this is that pastors would, would they don't need to become soapbox warriors and they don't I'm, I'm not asking any pastor to do anything they're not called to do but i do believe we have an opportunity right now because of the state of our world that i would give you the permission i really believe this you can make disciples and you can start that discipleship process even on sunday and this is kind of my bold call is that be absolutely aware that there are unbelievers in the house. Be absolutely conscious of the fact that there are people that don't know the message of Christ in the house. Absolutely. And we're going to give them the opportunity to receive Christ. Right. Yes. The vast majority of people in the room are Christians. Yes. And you have this moment that I really believe you, you don't have to go super deep and teach them Greek and Hebrew and, you know, whatever. But we have a moment, I believe, Christians are coming and they're going, what do we do? Is this yeah. the end? What happens next? Uh, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what my friends are telling me. Here's what, what a time. I truly believe that we have underestimated 
our opportunity on a Sunday in 30 minutes to begin a discipleship process with our church. And I think we can, I think we can preach a little clear. I think we can teach a little clear. And I think we can call believers to a higher level. My prayer is for boldness. So good. That's my prayer for me. And it's not a prayer, again, to be on a soapbox. And it's not my prayer to um, pick every cultural fight possible every <laughs> Sunday. But it is for boldness. <laughs> And and calling believers because I truly I'm I'm burdened with that with the fact that people are coming and they want answers mm. and they want to know the truth and um and I don't want I don't want that to be robbed because I'm so obsessed about who might be in the room and might misunderstand it I'm going to say it with love I'm going to say it season and grace I'm going to say. I'm going to say it with the heart of Jesus, but I, but I want to give people the truth of God's word and call the church to being disciples of Christ. That's, that's where I'm at right now. It's my burden. And I think we have a moment right now to do that, that we've literally never had. Yeah. Um, and I think your church is ready for it. That's what, that would be the other thing that I'm so excited about. I think people are going what is going on on the planet? And I think they're ready for, I think they're ready to go deeper. Um, and so I think you can call them to it. I couldn't agree with you more, uh, my friend, and we will leave it there for today. Uh, thank you so much for, for being with us. We love you praying for you and your church in, in this season. Thank you again, uh, for speaking into our tribe and, Hey, for everyone, uh, everyone listening today, uh, that's a wrap on uh, the first half of season four uh, for the Leading Second podcast. It is our honor uh, to get to spend some time with you each week. We're taking a summer break and we will be back on the podcast on Thursday, September 9th. Uh, so excited to pick back up again with in the fall with some fresh uh, episodes and interviews every single week. But uh, we love you. Glad you're here. And thank you again, Jabin. Have a great day. Uh, have a great night. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. All right. God bless everybody. For more information, check out leadingsecond.com. Follow us on Instagram at leadingsecond and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook. Facebook.